Good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for God is good, and he's worthy to be praised. And I'm just so grateful to be back here with you one more time, amen. Been traveling all over the place, doing all kinds of things, but God has kept his hand on us, and he's kept us alive. And I'm grateful for his traveling mercy. I'm grateful for his grace. I'm just grateful for him being God, despite what happens to us, despite what happens in our lives, despite what goes on, that he is still God. And he knows all and he sees all. He knew it before it happened to you. He saw it when it happened to you. And you know what? Trust and believe and know that he, what he God is not marked. Whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And God already knows about it. And I am just so grateful that he knows about it and that he he cares for us and he looks out for us. Amen on this morning. And I'm just so grateful. So would you go into praise and worship with me? Amen. As we go in and with Sister Johnson, amen. I know in a couple of weeks, she's not going to be Sister Johnson anymore. And I know she's excited about that. I can see the smile on her face already. <laughs> so y'all know when a woman about to get married, it's just... It's just something about it, amen, and, you know, and marriage is good, amen, and we celebrate here marriage here at the Safe House Church, and we are so happy and delighted for her, so you, you all know she's going to be MIA on us, but we're working some things out behind the scenes so that um, that we can continue to bring you um, strong worship and praise um, each and every Sunday morning here at the Safe House Church, amen. And we're just so grateful. So as we switch over this morning, no longer, no further ado, amen. Sister Johnson, you go ahead and you take us in. Hallelujah. Good morning, Safe House. It's so good to be back with you all to give our God the glory, the honor, and the praise that he so rightfully deserves. Let's have some praise and worship. Hallelujah. Clap our hands 
in the sanctuary. We clap our hands to give you the glory. We clap our hands to give you the praise. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Yes, we will praise you for the rest of our days. We sing our song in the sanctuary. We sing our song to give you the glory. We sing our song to give you the praise. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Yes, we will praise you for the rest of our days. We do our dance in the sanctuary. We do our dance to give you the glory. We do our dance to give you the praise. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Yes, we will praise you. Joy like 
be your peace. Peace like no other. Peace like no other. Reach to me. declaration to yourself on today. Me. 
is turning around for me. It's turning around for me. Lift your hands up if you believe in God for it. Just say it with me. It's turning around for me, around for me, around for me, around for me. It's turning around for me, around for me. around for me Let go. 
gave up. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough, but couldn't see it. The devil really had me, but Jesus came and he grabbed me. And God, he held me close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. As she continues to keep playing softly in the background, God is so good to us. He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves, and we're just so grateful to him. How many know that God is able, he's able, he's able to do above and beyond, and exceedingly glad, amen. For God is good, and he's worthy to be praised. Let us go into a prayer on this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. 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 For God is so good. He is still great. He is great. He's a great God, and we serve him as a great God. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning, Lord. We just want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind. We thank you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you for clothes on our back and shoes on our feet, Lord. You food in our stomachs, oh God. We thank you for, Lord, you, the ability that you've given us, oh God, to get up, to move, to walk around, to think, oh God, to reason. Lord, you, for every other person, Lord, your animals 
don't have that, Lord Jesus, but you've given us this ability, Lord, and we're just grateful, Lord Jesus, we don't take any of these things for granted, Lord, for you made us, Lord Jesus, a little lower than the angels, oh God, you made us in your image, oh God, Lord Jesus, Lord, and we just honor you, Lord Jesus, for you're just so good, Lord Jesus, forgive us, oh God, Lord Jesus, for our shortcomings, Lord, forgive us, oh God, for things that we've gotten ourselves into, situations and circumstances, oh God, that's not becoming of you, oh Lord Jesus, but Lord, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord, I ask that you help us as we go forward, Lord Jesus, on this day and other days. Oh God, to be who it is that you have us to be, Lord Jesus, to do what you have us to do, to go where you have us to go, to say what you have us to say, Lord, to live how you have us to live, Lord, and most importantly, to pray how you have us to pray. And Lord, we thank you for that, Lord, and we love you for that, Lord, and we dishonor you, Lord, you for your Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider, your Jehovah Nisi, Lord, that you fight our battle, your Jehovah Sikadu, that you God Almighty, Lord, and we dishonor you for you're the God, Lord, you for the blood still works, oh God, for it's the blood of Jesus, oh God, Lord Jesus, that forgives the multitude of sin, oh God. And we thank you for that blood on this morning. We thank you, Lord, for it's your anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free, Lord. We thank you for the atmosphere that you're setting on here on today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for where you took us from, oh God, where you brought us from, Lord. When we look over our shoulders and know, Lord, that we came a mighty long way, Lord, and we're just so grateful to you. As we pray in the spirit on this morning, oh God, to know, Lord Jesus, that the spirit utters on our behalf, oh Oh God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the doors that you open, oh God. We thank you for the doors that you've closed, Lord. We thank you, Lord, you for those things that you brought us through, oh God, the things that you've taught us, oh God, the things that you continue to allow us to experience, oh God, on a high level, Lord. And we just thank you for that. And Lord, we honor you for that, Lord Jesus, for you told us, oh God. Man, if my people that call upon my name shall humble themselves and pray, Lord, and seek thy face and turn from their evil ways, then will we hear from heaven, then will you forgive our sins, and then will you heal our land. Lord, we ask that you heal the land on today. Heal the land on this morning. Heal us, oh God, as we go forth, Lord Jesus. Encourage us in our hearts, Lord, in our minds, our bodies, our souls, and spirit, oh God. Lord, you that we hold on, Lord, you that we see what the end is going to be, oh God. Lord, you that things come, Lord, you to throw us off, Lord, that things come, Lord, you to distract us, oh God, that things come to discourage us, oh God, Lord, but you said the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, oh God, but we have to endure to the end. And Lord, I ask that you give us the enduring power on today. Give us the enduring power on this morning, oh God, rejuvenate our spirit, oh God, that you, Lord, you stir up the gift that's inside of us, oh God, that Lord, you, that it runs like a river, oh God, Lord Jesus, that's flowing of water, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, and we forever give your name the honor and the praise, Lord, you, for your God and your God alone, and besides you, there is no other from the rising of the sun to the going out the same. Lord, just so worthy to be praised, Lord. And we thank you here, Lord. We thank you for every member of the Safe House Church, oh God, Lord Jesus, those here and Lord Jesus, those abroad, oh God, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, and we love you. Lord, I ask that you watch every person who's watching by way of telecast, oh God, that Lord Jesus, that they may be transformed by the renewing of their mind, Lord Jesus. And know, Lord Jesus, that you still work, oh God, Lord Jesus. I know all kinds of things are coming and people saying all kinds of things, but I know you as Jehovah Jireh. I know you as Jesus, oh God. I know you as Elohim, El Shaddai, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, Lord Jesus. I know you as the bomb in Gilead, oh God. And Lord, we know you as the starter and the finisher of our faith. We know you as Alpha and Omega, oh God. We know you as the great I am, oh God. That I am and I am that who I am, oh God. That you are Oh, Lord, you each and everything that we need for you to be. And Lord, we dishonor you, Lord, and we praise your name, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise. Lord, we thank you for our praise and worship leader. Lord, we thank you for blessing us, oh God, with such tremendous, Lord, she's anointing and talent, oh God, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, and we love you, Lord. I ask that you continue to watch them and keep us as a church body. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. For we know this one thing and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 7 and 5. Amen. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Good morning, Safe House Church. For God is good and he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. And I'm just so grateful to be here with you yet another time, another time here on this morning that you could have been anywhere else, but you had chosen to be here. You could have clicked on anybody. There's all kinds of people on the internet doing all kinds of things, saying all kinds of things. But one thing you can rest assured is that you're going to get the truth of God here. Amen. As far as we know, we're going to give you guys an adulterated word of God. We're going to share that with you and we're going to teach you guys we're here if this is your first time here at the safe house church i encourage you to go to our website safehousechurchgso.com again that's safehousechurchgso.com amen and then you can read more about us and what we do here but i'll give you a brief right now that here at the safe house church we work off three principles that we believe god has called us to here at the safe house church and we call it dea that's discipleship empowerment and accountability discipleship that we're going to work with you and we're going to walk with you and we're going to talk with you and we're going to go with you as god has led us to go amen and then the second piece of this that god has called us to is empowerment that you have gifts and you have talents and things that you can do and god has empowered each and every one of us to be able to go forth to do those things so we want to go forth and we want to celebrate and do what what god has called us to do amen and then accountability that what we must be accountable for the things that we say the things that we do our actions accountability is important and we believe in accountability here at the safe house church are you happy in jesus this morning if i'm not mistaken this is the first um um sunday in the month of february uh, we know this month to be set aside to celebrate black history even though black history happens 365 366 on a leap year every single day every day i'm live black history is happening every day you're alive black history is happening that things are happening things are being transformed things are moving things are changing amen that we are the embedment and we are the wildest dreams of our ancestors we are the faith of our ancestors i think about some of the things and the places that i've gotten to go and some of the things i've been able to do that you know i think even my grandparents were even wildly think about it. i think about some of the things that were prophesied in my life not because i i did that you know or, or i was so great but god has favored me and he favored my people amen he favored those um uh, along my lines amen there was somebody in the Ely family that he made a promise to amen and that promise is now coming forward in the form of Peter Ely, amen. And I believe that God is making promises to me that's going to come forward in grandchildren or great-grandchildren that I'm never going to know as far as the Lord God there, Terry, amen. Because he made a promise to Abraham. He said, look upon the, the sands of the sea here, amen, and I will bless your seed and your seed will be as numerous as it is the sands on the store. Can you number the heads on one's hair or can you number the stars in the sky? And he made this promise and I believe that this promise is what we are have invited here in the earth on today and i'm just so grateful to him so i give honor to all those who preached and come before me all of those who have god has um put his hand upon and dropped his spirit in to be able to inspire people to be able to change their lives to be able to live their lives for the better to be able to live their lives a life that is pleasing to him i want to salute all of those who've come before us amen the bible tell us to honor the honor, honor our parents amen i honor our parents i honor our parents there in the faith i honor our parents here in the natural that our days may be long upon the earth and i believe there's something to be said you know that we honor our elders amen i know we're in a society now where people don't 
honor those people as much anymore and they they look at them in a different way and all this stuff but you know you keep living one day you're going to join that group you keep living one day you're going to be a part of the number amen there is wisdom in that age sometime amen you know, now I don't, I'm not one of those ones who believe that just because you old mean you wise. Because, you know, we got some old fools out here. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We got some old fools. But, you know, typically that, that means that what you've had the opportunity to experience, I tell people all the time, it's not that you're, you know, that you, you know, the greatest teacher or you're the greatest this, it's just that you've had more opportunity to mess it up. Amen. And with that time comes experience. And when you get experience, then you understand that the last time I did this, that this went badly. The last time I did that, that went that way. So therefore, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm going to try it a different way. And that may give you an upper hand and you may get ready to go through that. And now but you have a positive result. Amen. But it's very clear that we learn more from our failures than we do our wins. And I'm not going to lie to you. I like winning. I like winning. I like winning big. I want to dominate. But there's times in my life that I've not won, amen. There's times in my life that I, I, I've dropped the ball. There's times that I, I, things just did not go the way that I would desire them to go, amen. But nonetheless, God is good and he's been faithful to us, amen. And I know he's been faithful to you. Thank you for all those who've been so um, faithfully attending prayer um, throughout the week. Thank you to Sister Pam who took over for us on Wednesday morning while we were in the air Amen. I'm grateful for all of your prayers that God took me down to New Orleans and we did the things we need to do and we and we enjoyed the time and saw the culture and all the things. The Mardi Gras, I mean, I, we'll talk about that sometime soon. Amen. I got to learn. Sometimes God allows you to experience things so you'll know them for yourself. And then, you know, I've heard people talk about things and things that people say and I've seen, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, clearly we was in the belly of the beast, as they would say. <laughs> Amen. But God kept us. Amen. And if you ain't got enough Holy Ghost to go somewhere, come on, somebody. If you ain't got enough Holy Ghost that God can take you somewhere and show you some things, see, this is what this is about. Amen. Because at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is, is this. Somebody saw Jesus in a different light because I was there last week. You know, I went to the things and I went to the functions. I'm on antisocial. I'm a colleague. I went. I knew they was going to be drinking. I knew they were going to be drinking in excess and all this kind of stuff. Because sinners do what sinners do. I cannot expect them to be me. But when they ask me, oh, you don't drink or you don't touch it or I ain't drink nothing but water the whole week. And they ask, oh, he doesn't drink or that. It didn't make me better than anybody else, but it was a decision that I made. And with that decision I made, now I know what somebody else is going to be empowered to say that I can make the same decision too. That somebody else is empowered to say that, you know, what, I can stand in the midst of this. I didn't make no bones about it. People, you know, people know me. They ask the questions. Oh, ain't you a pastor? You this and that? I sure am. You know, and but you know, I can I can be here and I can understand and know because I am who I am. Amen. You know, I think Bruce Lee said it like this. He said, be like water. What water does? Water can move around and do all this kind of stuff, but water does not change what it is. It's still water. Oh, come on, somebody. At the end of the day, I'm still fire baptized, I'm still Holy Ghost feel, I still speak speak in tongues, I still pray, I still have a relationship with him. And this is what the Bible talks about us. What now we in an area that we have to be a marketplace. Why? Because people want to see people who are authentic. They're not looking for perfection. They're looking for authenticity. See, something that's authentic doesn't mean that it's perfect. Come on, somebody. Are y'all with me this morning? Something that is authentic does not mean that it is perfect. When it's authentic, it means that what? It is genuine. It is what it is. It's not a perfect thing. So I can give you a, a authentic major league baseball bat but i'm sure there's gonna be some imperfections in the bat 
but it was a bat that was. But what makes it authentic? The bat was certified to be played with in major league games. It was looked through to make sure it didn't have cork in there. It made. It was looked through to make sure there was a certain weight. It was looked through to make sure that it was rolled a certain way. It was looked through to make sure that it had a certain kind of urethane or or polishing powder or whatever it is that they use. Do you see what I'm saying? But does that bat still have some imperfections in it? I'm quite sure it does. There might be some soft spots somewhere in the wood that cause it to break on impact when it hits a ball. We see bats break all the time. And why do those bats break? Because they're imperfect. They have imperfections. But those bats were what? They were authentic bats. So therefore, they were used in those games. And I'm helping somebody on this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give honor to God for who's the head of our life. And we're just so grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. I want to give honor to First Lady Ely. Just so grateful to her um, that God has just been so good to her and all of those who support us here. And all of you here at the Safe House Church, the um, beautiful members of the Safe House Church, for God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Didn't hear any bad reports on last week. Amen. So I assume everybody's on the up and up and everybody's doing well. For there is a word from the Lord on today. And I believe that he's given me to share with you on this morning. And I'm not going to belabor the point, but we're going to get right into what I believe God has given me to share with you on today. I hope everybody's doing well. If they're not, please give me a call. Just so grateful to see Sister um, Williams, um, I'm Sister Bullet back with us. Amen. Um, I think if I saw, you know, last week sometime her car caught on fire. Amen. I'm just grateful that God has spared her life. Amen. And that she's been able to get back with us. And God is going to make a way. Amen. God is going to make a way. He's always a way maker. He's always done it. If he's not already done it already. But we're grateful to have her back in our midst on this week. Because things just happen, y'all. Just sometimes things happen. And sometimes bad things happen to good people. But the Bible says that what? It rains on the just as well as the unjust. Mm-hmm. And we all have our time. We all have our time of things that we go through. But this is why we're here, so that what we can draw off the strength of one another, that I am my brother's keeper. Just because things are going good for me doesn't mean that I shouldn't come to church. Just because things are going good for me doesn't mean that I should remove myself. Because then when things don't be going good for me, that's the first place most people want to run. Amen. But you got to be what? In season and out of season. Amen. You got to be when things are going great for you. You got to be here when things are not going so great for you. Amen. Because when things are going great for you, that what you're going, um, the things that are happening good for you, that somebody else what can draw off of. Amen. And know and have hope that what? God is making a way for me. For this is the year of Rehoboth. That what? God is making room for us. Amen. I already see him moving. He's moving in my household. I don't know about yours, but I can tell you he's already moving in the Eli household. That he's making room for what it is that he wants to do. Amen. Whether we always agree with it or not, it's besides the point. Because sometimes we don't like things that God does and the way that he do them. Amen. But he does them in order. He does them perfectly. Amen. And he lines up things exactly the way that he would have them to line up. And we're grateful for that. So if you would be so kind with me, turn to the book of Nehemiah. Today we're going to be in the book of Nehemiah. We're going to go to Nehemiah, Nehemiah, Nehemiah. The minor prophet Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah was a governor. Um, a governor, basically, you know, just like you think about it in terms of um, the United States. Here we have a president who's over everybody federally. Then you have the governors who govern each um state so think about him as that that he was a governor now one of the things about nehemiah they had a wall around the city of jerusalem and that wall was attacked and that wall came down and that wall was 
removed. And what Nehemiah did is he went to the king and he sought permission to rebuild the wall. And with the king's blessing, Nehemiah went to rebuild the wall. How many of you know sometimes there's some things in your life that you've been waiting on God to do? I don't know about you, but I've been waiting. How many of you have just been waiting on God to do some things? Well, I want to tell you today, I believe God has spoke prophetically to me today to encourage your heart on those things that you've been waiting on God to do. Because here with the book of Nehemiah, and he speaks to us very clearly in Nehemiah, and God woke me up in my sleep and gave me this message as I wrote these things down as I put them in my bedside, um, bedside notebook. Amen, which is my iPhone. Amen. I get up and I just start typing away as God drops these things in my spirit. So we're going to go to the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to give you scripture and verse here first. Nehemiah. All right. We got Nehemiah. So we're going to go to Nehemiah, the second chapter, verse 16 through 18. And then we want to go to chapter number four, verse number six. Nehemiah, the second chapter, verse number, um, second chapter, verse number 16 through 18. And then we want to put your finger there. Then you want to go to verse, um, chapter number four, verse number six. Chapter number four, verse number six. All right. And we will share screen here with you. Let me get. We have some major updates going to our, that happened to our um, broadcasting software. So hopefully those things, um, I got to play with it a little bit. And um, hopefully those things be, um, even make it even better. Amen. It's been a good system for us. And hopefully it just enhanced it and made it even better. All right. So with that being said, let me see. Switch here. All right. Here we go. All right. So Nehemiah 2.16. And it says this. And the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did. This is Nehemiah. Neither had I as yet told it to the Jews. He ain't telling them nothing. Nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Then I said, then I said unto them, ye see the distress that we are in, in now, uh, we are in, how Jerusalem lieth in waste, meaning they in ruins, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Meaning, when you see something burn with fire, that means what? Totally consumed. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. Then, <clears throat> let me pull this off for you. I'm going to get you all of this. And then he says, then I told, I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, meaning that what God's hand is upon him, that he has God's favor. How many of you know that's a good thing to have God's favor on your life? Meaning that what I have access, favor is nothing but access. It's nothing all, you know, people trying to make, you know, God's favor, meaning that I have access to the king. And now people are like, oh, we all have access, but some have Direct access, amen, because I'm what? He's pleasing to God. Those who are pleasing to God, he has direct access. Watch this, and he says, and um, which is good upon me. As also the king's words, notice that was a little king. I mean, the K is little, so they're not talking about 
the King of Kings and the Lord of the Lords. Words that has spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. All right, let's turn over to four and six. We go to the fourth chapter. Come on, internet. All right, one more chapter. And we want to go to four, and we want to read six. And it says this. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together under the half thereof. For the people, not them, but the people, had a mind to work. The people had a mind to work. The people had a mind to work. I was going to use for a subject today, and I said you bear with me a few moments today, is... Build it. Build it. Build it. Build it. Why don't you touch your neighbor or if you're in there, virtually high five somebody and say, build it. Build it. Build it. Build it. Now, as we go here and we look here, we have the story of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, we find here is a man of wisdom. He's a man of God. He's referred to in the Bible as one of the minor prophets. And here he is a governor of a territory here being Jerusalem. And he looked and he saw that the city itself was in ruins. And the city was, you know, which, which was once a great city. It had great power and influence and it was overtaken. And therefore it was ran over. And when it was ran over, it was put under siege and under siege that the walls and the things that were put in place to protect it were removed and they were burned down to the ground. Now, what do we see here that Nehemiah sees this and he's inspired to do something different about it. He's inspired that he knows what this city is. He knows what this city can become. He knows the influence of this city. He knows the majesty of this city and he goes to the, the king and he asks the king, can we rebuild this wall? Amen. He just didn't go to the king, but he went to the king of kings and said, can we rebuild this wall? And we find that he's what he's been granted permission. So he not only has permission from on high, the great of authority. Amen. But he also has earthly permission from the earthly king. Amen. To go in and rebuild the wall. And then we find here that he gets what all kinds of things come against him. If you have time, um, no, I ask that you make time and that you read the story in Nehemiah, which you find out that he had Sam Ballot that came against him and all these um, Tobiah who came against him and the Amorites and all of these others who came to 
pursue him and to fight against him while he was building this wall because they knew if this wall got built that things were going to change. If this wall got built, that they were not going to just have access to them. That this wall got built, that the people would come together. Amen. And sometimes God allows us to go through things for us, what? To find that we need to come together, that we come together to be on one accord. Because sometimes when things are going good for us and when things are going all the way that we want to go, that we feel like we don't need anybody. We feel a sense of invincibility. We feel a sense of pride that what I can do with what I need to do, that I can create this and I can do this all alone. And what I'm finding more and more every day as I went down to New Orleans and I was spending time and working with my colleagues as we work on research that there's more that can be done better when there is what relationship, amen, when the people come together. And when the Bible talked about back in um, Genesis that when the people in the Tower of Bible, when they came together, that they had what conspired to build this 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 tower that was going to go to the heavens. And he said that that tower was going to be built and they were well on their way, but he saw that the people were what, on one accord. And since they were on one accord, then they're what? Then he had to pull back and take back and say, no, if they all on one accord, then this is about to happen. And so that way he allowed the languages to be confused and the languages to change. And so they had to scatter so they wouldn't do something that was conspiring. Why? Not because they were just building the tower, but they were building the tower because of their pride. Amen. It was their pride that was leading up to build this. Amen. It was their pride. They were building it for the wrong reason. They weren't building it to glorify God. They weren't building it to the glory of God. They weren't building it to give his name praise, but they were building it to show God, to put a virtual, what we would call a virtual middle finger to God to say, look what we can do. And God had to go down and he had to went to separate them. So here now with the people are all on one accord. And yeah, so now he pulled them all together and he's working with them. Amen. And he's pulling them and they're going to build the wall. And, and when they building the wall, the Bible says that what them doing this work is a good thing. He did not tell them what they were going to do until they did it. Why? Because if he told them before then, there would be some naysayers. There would be some that said that, why would we want to build the wall that just came down? Why would we want to rebuild a wall that went through this? Why would we want to do this? And why would we want to go through that? There's always somebody who is contrary to the vision. There's always somebody who's contrary to the dream. There's always someone who's going to be pessimistic and who's not going to see it. Why? Because God did not give them the vision. And the first thing that we talk about building, amen, that God's given them permission to build. And the first thing in that build is there must be what? A visionary, amen. So the first thing is that one must have is vision, amen, and vision. And, and as we have vision here and as we walk in vision and know that God has given us vision, the vision to build. So if you're building and God has put on your heart, because see, the one reason he told them to build it is why? Because it needed to be built. They needed to be transformed. And some of you have been waiting on God to do something. And I know God is telling me to tell you today that you build it, amen, that you don't have to wait on anybody anymore, that you don't have to wait for a situation to turn. You don't have to wait for a situation to turn, that God has already put in your hand for you to build it. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you are worried about it, you know, this and you're worried about that. And you're like, well, Lord, if this just turns in this way and that, what God is telling me to tell you this morning that you build it. You build it and they will come. Amen. And the old movies to say, say, build it and they will come. Amen. If you build it, you will come. So what? That building starts with what? A vision. The Bible says like this. It says in Habakkuk, said, write the vision and make it plain. And that what? Though it tarry for a while, but wait on it. And that what? It will come after a while. Amen. So we are what? To be visionaries. So what's the difference between vision and 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 faith, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. When we think about vision, vision is what? Is the 
It's the ability to see and, and to be able to see whether the Bible talks about that faith or what. The faith is what the substance of things hoped for, yet what the evidence of things not seen. So when we talk about our faith, amen, when we talk about vision, our vision is based on what we can imagine, the, possi the possibility based on your own thoughts and your own capacity. So what here, what we look, that Nehemiah was looking at the vision of what could happen. He was basing it on his own thoughts and his own capacity. Because see, when I see, I see what I see, amen. I say, okay, we can do this and we can do this and we can do that and we can build this and we have the money to do this and we have the money to do that. But then when faith kicks in, faith is what based on what God promised that he would do. How many of you know that God has promised you a thing? How many of you know that God has promised you that he would do something in your life, that he would do something great with your life, he would do something great and tremendous with you, with your talent and all this? What God does, amen. So vision is what? Vision is based on what I have. Like I write the vision and I make it plain, but then if God comes in and he kicks that vision up, what, to times a million, amen? He multiplies times a million because now what I saw, it turns from vision to what? A faith walk and that what? I know I don't have the power to do this on my own. Then Bobby, we used to, we used to tell each other, say, like, if you, if you have a, if you have a dream and you think you can do the dream, then it's not a, it's not necessarily a dream, amen? It's just something that you need to do. It's not necessarily a dream. It's just something you need to do. Because if it's a dream, then what is requiring outside power? The dream requires what? More than just you. And this is where, where our faith kicks in. Amen. So number one, that what he had a vision for the wall to be rebuilt. So what did he do? He went to God with that vision. Lord, this is in the Bible tells us, Lord, he said, it's a good thing. He goes and he asked the king and the king said, yes, that's a good thing. So he has the vision to build. So number one, as you build on this day, whatever it is, if you're building a business, if you're building a church, if you're building a home, if you're building a marriage, if you're building a, a job or whatever the case may be, that what you have, number one, have a vision. Have you written down the vision? Have you made it plain? Have you told God, okay, oh God, God, this is is what I see, amen. This is what I have in my spirit. And then what? Let the Holy Ghost minister to you. So the second thing in building this is that what? Number one, you got to surrender. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you know you got to surrender that way? What is surrender? Surrender is saying that, look, Lord, I, I have this vision and this is what I envision. This is what I thought it to be. This is what I thought it would look like. This is what I thought it would say. This is what I thought it would move. But Lord, you know better than I know, Lord. You know more than I know, Lord. You know, Lord Jesus, who holds the, tomorrow in that hand, oh God. You can turn the king's hand whatever way you may, Lord. You can move this thing, Lord. You can touch on these people, Lord. You can strike them. Lord, you can allow your hand to be removed and they, they, they be taken out of here and they go Lord, and all kinds of things happen. Lord, you have that ability, Lord. And all I am is what? I'm a willing vessel. So what I do is what? I surrender myself. When someone surrenders, what do they do? They throw up their hands. Why they throw up their hands to say that what? I've given up. They throw up their hands to say, look, I don't have anything on me. I don't have any weapons and I don't have anything I can grab to because if my hands are up, then that was what? That I've given myself up. There's nothing else that I can do. I can, maybe I can run, but I don't run very fast with my hands up and I can turn around. But even then, what I've given myself to say that where it's not my will, but thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what he, but as they build it, what does he do? Not only do I have the vision, but I also surrender, surrender that vision to him. 
Oh, come on, somebody. That what they surrender that vision unto God and say, okay, God, if this thing is going to happen, Lord, that you're going to have to do it. Lord, if this thing is going to happen, Lord, you're going to have to intervene. Lord, if this thing is going to go where you want it to go and be what you want it to be, Lord, you're going to have to open up the door. Lord, it's nothing that we've done that was so great, Lord. It was nothing that we've done that was so wonderful, Lord. It's nothing that we've done that was so grand and, 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 and over the top, Lord Jesus, but you opened up the door for us, oh God. You made a way for us, oh God. You continue to build for us. Lord, you continue to help us, oh God. And it's because of you, Lord, you that we move. It's because of you that we live. It's because of you that we move, that we have our being, that we might as well not move at all unless we move in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then he tells them what? The next day that after you get the vision, then what you have to do what? You have to refocus after you surrender. Because what surrenders now is gonna what it's gonna change your whole way that you're thinking about things. So now you what? That's your focus has to change. Because see, look, when you uh, when you resurrender to God, see what you thought, your ways is not his ways. <laughs> your thoughts are not his thoughts, amen. The way that you will go about a thing is not the way that he will go about the thing. The way that you will say about a thing is not the way that he's gonna say about a thing. The way that you thought about going, you're gonna want to go in the front and the Lord gonna say, go around the back, or he gonna say, walk around it seven times, and the walls are gonna come down. He's going to say that you're going to do it this way or, or you're going to blow the trumpet and, 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 and they're going to they gonna fight amongst themselves that you got too many with you that you only need a few. Why? Because out of all of this that I want to get the glory that God is about his glory and no matter what happens, no matter what is said, no matter what is done, God wants his glory. So once I have the vision and then I have the vision and I'm willing to surrender my vision for God's vision because just because the vision I have for my life and I'm building my life and I'm going forward that sometimes the God wants you to take a U-turn. There's a time that he, he sees some things that you don't see. So I surrender myself unto him. And while I'm surrendering myself unto him, now I have to what, refocus because he said, what you thought you were going to do, you're not going to do anymore. The way that you thought you was going to go, that you're not going to go that way anymore. The way you thought you was going to move, you're not going to move that way anymore. The way that you thought you was going and the way that it seemed like you were going to go, I've changed that. I've changed the atmosphere of that. I've changed the thought pattern of that, that I am refocusing you to move in the direction that I will have you to go. I'm refocusing you to go where I've called you not to go. Um, I mean, go where I, I, I desire you to go where nobody else has gone before. And I'm showing you a new way. I'm showing you a new thing. I know some of you are back at this time and you're looking at it and saying, no, Nobody in my family has ever done it this way before. Nobody in my family has ever done this. And I'm telling you today that you're going to be the first. Hallelujah. Yes, because what you are going to build it, amen. That God is going to use you to build a foundation of a thing. That God is going to use you to change the wealth of your family. That God is going to use you to change how you or your family thinks and how they see things and how they go for. Why? Because you're faithful. Yeah, Don't underestimate being faithful. The Bible says if you'll be faithful over a few things, then then what I will make you ruler over many. So he just asked us what? Can you be faithful? Will you be faithful? Will you hang on in there when it gets tough? Will you hang on in there when, it, when you're ready to throw in the towel? Will you hang in there when job loss come? Will you hang on in there when health comes? When you hang on in there when the children are acting crazy? Will you hang on in there when they want to do this and they want to do that? Will you hang on in there when your family wants to abandon you? Will you hang on in there when it seems like all hell is broke loose against you? Will you hang on in there? Oh, come on, somebody. So what he's telling us, what? To build it, build it, build it, build it. Amen. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because the people have what? a mind to build. That everybody's not a builder. Everybody's not going to be there with you. Everybody's not going to be able to walk the walk with you. Everybody's not going to be able to talk the talk with you. Everybody's not going to be able to go where you go. And they don't see the vision. Amen. Because they're not willing to surrender to the call of God. 
See, when you surrender to the, the call of God, what you understand is that it's not my way, but it's your way, Lord. It's not my thoughts, but it's your thoughts. Yes, Lord, I had a vision, Lord. Yes, I wrote it down. Yes, I made it plain, Lord. But if you decide to scrap my vision, if you decide to turn my vision, if you decide to pull me over here and you decide to make me walk over here and say this and do this and do that and go here, Lord, I'm okay with it. Lord, yes, I had a vision of being this. Lord, I had a vision of being CEO. Yes, Lord, I had a vision of being teacher of the year. Yes, Lord, I had a vision of going here and I had a vision of going there and I had a vision of being a husband and I had a vision of being this wife and I had a vision of being this parent or being this athlete. But God, if it's not your will, <laughs> Lord, if it's not your will, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, and we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And then in that, that I'm willing to what? Refocus. Turn. Return that. Refocus how you have that moving in my life. Then, God, what am I to do after I refocus? I'm glad that you asked. But then after you refocus, then what are you to do? What you are to stand on the promise. Amen. Standing on the promise. That means standing in faith, Lord. It doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like, Lord. It ain't going the way that I thought it was going to go. It's not moving as fast as I thought it would move, Lord Jesus. They are not moving out of the way, Lord Jesus. I thought this one was going to do this, and I thought that was going to do that, Lord, and I thought this was going to turn that way, and Lord, I thought this was going to happen, and I did this, and Lord, I built it all in my mind, Lord. I had it all planned out in my mind, Lord Jesus, of how it was going to go, Lord. I had it all planned out in my mind, Lord Jesus, of what he was going to do, Lord. I had it all planned out in my mind, Lord Jesus, of how things were going to turn, Lord Jesus, and when I was going to be, I had it planned out in my mind that when I was at 35, I was going to be this, and I had it planned out in my mind when I was 40, I was going to be this, and I had it planned out in my mind by the time I was 45, I was going to have this done, and I was going to have this done, and that done, and Lord, I feel like a complete failure, but I'm here to tell you today that you're not a failure, brothers and sisters, that you are right where God wants you to be, that he has you in a place now that he can use you, he has you in a place now that you're listening, he has you in a place now that he's moving on your heart, that you understand it's not because of me, oh God, but it's because of you, Lord Jesus, not because of anything that I've done that was so great, Lord, but it's your grace and your power and your love, oh God, and your peace, Lord Jesus, that surpasses all understanding, oh God, that I know and I understand, Lord Jesus, that you are building, oh God, I know and I understand, oh God, that you're changing things, I know and I understand, oh God, that, Lord Jesus, that you have me, oh God, and that you're going to use me for your glory, oh God, that because of my life, oh God, that somebody's going to see something different, because of my life, oh God, somebody's going to understand something different, oh God, that because of my life, God, somebody's going to come to find you and they're going to know you and they're going to know you because I'm standing in authenticity with you. Hallelujah. Come on. Give him a hand clap this morning if you know that you are called to build it. If you know that you're required to see everybody can't build because everybody doesn't have a build a spirit. Everybody doesn't have a foundation spirit. Everybody doesn't have a, a spirit and a vision to build. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me break it to you and let me make it a little bit more plain to you. Because God has been dealing with me about this thing of building here for a while. And, and on the last couple of y'all know I got my hands on a little bit of everything. I do a little bit of everything. And and and, uh, and I was working on a, a project here. Hey Amen. I'm going to share that project with you. Let me see if I can get it to share here. I was working on a project in a rental home. Hey Amen. That I had. And, and, and in this project here, I wanted to show you some things here. See, see in this project here, it, it, it looks bad. Hey Amen. Uh, this is the walls in that project. And I was looking at these walls and I was like, oh my God, look at this. It's, it just, you know, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's so much work here to be done. Amen. And I was looking at these walls and these walls look like, can they live again? Amen. Almost like them bones. And I was looking at these walls and all this stuff that has, but there, how do you know that building is a process? 
Things are not built overnight. There is a process. If you're willing to hang in there with the process, that some extraordinary things can happen. As you build it. So as I went in there and I looked and we moved on to the next part of this project and we looked in there and we saw that, okay, now we went and we covered the walls. Amen. We put some backer board on the walls. We said, because we're going to tile these walls. We're going to build a wall here. So we put some backer boards on the wall where it looks a little bit better, but there's still work to be done. So therefore, what we had to lay a seal it down on those walls. And as we lay a seal it down on those walls, those walls are being sealed. Why? So that when it gets wet, amen, that it doesn't cause mildew. It doesn't decay. It doesn't erode away. So we put a, a, a coat on those walls, amen. And as we put that coat on that wall, there's still what? work to do because it's a process brothers and sisters that you got to have the vision and then what sometimes you have to refocus sometimes you got to move some things and sometimes you got to just keep going and go forward and then uh, we get that then what we got to do some things that we got to bond these things together so now we find that what we're starting to do some bonding here and it's not pretty work in fact it's quite messy work you can see all the remnants that's there in the bottom of that tub you can see all the trash here all the broken tiles and what you find is these broken tiles I would say will be as a speaking as a a metaphor will be the people. Sometimes everybody's not going to go with you. There's going to be some people who are not going to fit in the vision. There's going to be some people who are not going to fit on the wall. There's going to be some people who start building with you who are not going to finish the wall. But it doesn't mean that you stop building the wall. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That you keep going and you keep pushing. And what you find is that when you start building a wall, then what? Things start to change. And you can kind of see it coming, but you look at the, the work that's got to be done. So if you look there, there's some work that's starting to happen. There's some transpiring that's starting to happen. There's some things that's starting to change. You can start to see maybe the light at the end of the tunnel, but you look, there's so much more work to be done. There's what? There's some tiles that don't fit. And as tiles don't fit, what do you have to do? You have to cut them tiles and you have to move them tiles. And those tiles have to be transformed and they have to be formed to fit the vision. Come on, somebody that works. Sometimes God have people in your life, but they don't exactly fit exactly where you need to be. So what God does is he, he works on them and he changes them and he cuts some of the things off of us. Amen. The Bible said that he's the potter and that we are the clay. Amen. And what does he do? He's continually forming us and making us over and over again. So sometimes that means I got to cut a little bit. Sometimes, that, but even when I cut, sometimes things break. Oh, come on, somebody. Even though all that cutting that things do break. And as we continue to go forward here, then what? The vision is not over. Then you got to keep going. And then you might end up with something like this after a while. And then as we keep going, now you what? Now you can kind of see a little bit. So, ooh, now we starting to get a little bit away. But we're not done yet. There's more work to be done. But if you can notice there, there's some of the tiles that had to be cut. There's some of the tiles that had to be moved. There's some of the tiles that needed some space in there. And some of them that need to be did. Now, one of the things that you'll find that's interesting about a wall like this, that it takes time. This wall here took me probably three days to do, two to three days to do. Why? Because it was number one. It was my first time ever doing it. So I wanted to be very careful. I wanted to be very precise. I wanted to make sure that I lined up every tile with every tile. I wanted to make sure that the tiles were centered correctly. So therefore, what? every time I almost laid a tile, I measured. Woo! Now, could it have been done faster? Yes, it could have been done a lot faster. But every time I did it, I wanted to measure a tile. Every time I moved the tile, I wanted to measure it. I wanted to make sure that it was level. I wanted to make sure that it was eye right. I wanted so what? It takes time, church, is what I'm saying to you. It's safe house, it's gonna take time. The God is calling us to a tremendous work here in the city of Greensboro. But yes, this is year number five, but it's gonna take time. Yeah, things that matter take time. Things that matter will have to be done precise. So as I lay that brought as, as we lay that brick down, we lay that on that wall. I'm here to tell you today that you are part of something great, that you are a 
part of something that God is bringing forth, that you are a part of something. If you hang on in there, that you're going to see the end of it and you're going to step back and you're going to look and see how beautiful this project was. Yes, it took some time. Yes, it took some effort. Yes, it took some being deliberate. Yes, it took some, some getting messy. Yes, it took some towels. Yes, it took some people getting hurt. Yes, it took some people not understanding. Yes, it took some people to walk away. Yes, it took some people to say, I don't get it. Amen. But when God is done, when God is done, amen. When he's done, all is going to know, amen. When he's done, all is going to be able to see. When he's done, everybody's going to be able to say, look at it when God is done, amen. That, he said, don't despise the day of small beginnings, hallelujah. For that which, God, which is small doesn't always start small, amen. I mean, stay small, amen. But it starts small. And as you saw, that wall started with nothing, amen. That was building. And as I was in there and I was building that wall, and it seemed like it was just taking forever to lay every tile in and lay every one and cut this one and then put this one on and do that and remember manipulate this one and put that one on. But I noticed as I stay consistent over time, as I stay consistent in what I was doing, Oh, as I stay praying, brothers and sisters, as I stay on my knees, brothers and sisters, as I keep believing, yes, that church ain't going to grow it. That's what they say. But I keep going. Hallelujah. That your family, your husband ain't going to change. But I keep believing. They say that you know, your children are not going to get. But I keep believing and I keep staying fast and I stand on the promises of God and I write the vision. And I make it play. Lord, I give my tithe. I give my offering. I trust and I believe that in due season, oh God. God is not marked. Whatever a man sow, that shall he reap, Lord. And as I keep, Lord, he's sowing good seed into this ground. As I keep walking, oh God, as I keep moving, as I keep fasting, as I keep praying, as I keep going, Lord Jesus, you told us, Lord, that though if I would tarry with you for a while, Lord Jesus, if we would tarry with you for a while, oh God, that you would make us, what, rulers over many? That you would make us rulers over many? Lord Jesus, and I just want to renew somebody's faith today that God is telling us to build it. That you are to build it, brothers and sisters. Whatever it is in your life, you stop waiting. You don't have to wait. He's giving you the ability to build it. He's giving you the ability to build it. You don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to wait for them to move out. You build it. You build. You build it. Well, Pastor, I don't have... You build it. Watch the resources come. You build it. Watch people come to help you. You build it. Watch that which seemed like was impossible to get done all of a sudden gets done. You build it. If you go out and you read this story, and what you find at the end of the day with Nehemiah is that in 52 Days. Say 52. 52. 52 days. We're not even 52 days into this year yet. We're close. But 52. In 52 days, they rebuilt the wall around Jerusalem. I don't know about you, but I'm asking you today. And y'all know I don't do this often. But I'm asking you today. So $52 into the ministry today. On top of your tithe, on top of your offer, on top of whatever you was going to give, I'm asking for a special 52. I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. But I'm asking you, 52. 
I don't know what it is about 52, but God just dropped that in my spirit. 52. In 52 days, something's going to change. Today is what? February the 5th. And y'all know every time I tell y'all this, we come back and we testify. Some of you have tremendous testimonies. And I'm God's man, as, as I know I am, 52 days, something's going to change. Today, I'm writing it down right now, February the 5th. 52 days. Somebody, Sherelle, if you would, would you calculate what day is 50, day 52 from today? You'll do that for me, Sister Webb. I appreciate that. Put that in the chat so others can see it. 52 days from today. February the 5th. 52 days. And 52 days. It's going to change. There's going to be a change. Now watch this. It may not be exactly what you want. But it's going to be what you need. Because the Bible says this. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. Who are called according to his purpose. 52. 52. As I was down in New Orleans this weekend, you know, it's Mardi Gras. And I thought Mardi Gras, you know, I think it was like a, a day or so. And I go to find out that Mardi Gras is a what they call a season. It's a whole season. And, and I was wondering what was the significance of Mardi Gras. Okay. And the significance of Mardi, I mean, Mardi Gras is, you know, I, what I come to find out from some of the locals is, is that it's their celebration of them getting to do whatever they want to do. All the sin they want to sin, all these weird things they want to do, they do that before they get to what they call Ash Wednesday. If you, any of you know anything about the, the Catholic faith, Ash Wednesday is so many days before Easter. I don't recall exactly how it is. And they call it Lent. And then you hear people talking about they own Lent. And these are the days... Before, because um, I'm not a Catholic, so I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but these are the days, um, you know, that they, you see them put this ash cross on their head. Y'all see people walk around with a little dirty, um, a little dirty cross, an <laughs> ash cross, I'm sorry, an ash cross on their head as part of that, right? Mm -hmm. And with that ash cross, they go in and, and that's part of their Lent. And what they do with doing what they call Lent is something that they give up. Whether it's, you know, if they gamble, you know, they smoke or they drink or they do all kinds of illicit stuff. They use that time to be a time of um, um, of repentance for those 52, um, those those days. And then after those days, then they go back and they do whatever they want to do, right? So it makes you, you know, wonder about that. And I'm not, you know, passing judgment on anything, but we're just talking, I mean, it is what it is. Amen. So that's what they do. Well, somebody count 52 days for me. 52 days from on June or Sunday. I, I thought Sister Sherelle was still there. Maybe she's out. Um, uh, sister, somebody count 52 days from June, I mean, from February the 5th. I need 52 days. All right, got it. Oh, there you go. March 29th. Thank you. you there. So March 29th. March 29th is when? It's on a Wednesday. Wednesday, March 29th. Almost at the end of the month, March 29th. We're going to hear March 29th. So let's mark that date. I'm marking that date on my table here. I'm putting a big circle around that. March 29th. March 29th. March 29th. Those who sold today, let me know what happened by March 29th. What did God change? What happened? What transpired March 29th? 
March 29th. Amen, amen. But God is good and he's worthy to be praised. But you, it's your turn to build it. It's in you. Build it. God has given you the grace. What did Nehemiah say? He said that God's hand was upon me. And because God's hand is upon me, then I have the ability to do what? To go forward. And I'm here to remind you today that each and every one of you here, that God's hand is upon you. And you have the ability to go forward. God bless you all. Love you all. I want to also give a shout out. Happy birthday to Sister Bullock on today. We're grateful for her birthday. Amen. That God has blessed her to see yet another day. And has kept her and continues to keep her. So at this time, I want to turn over to the offering part of our service. Amen. To give you the opportunity to sow. Not only just your tithe and offering. Amen. But also this seed of 52. So we'll turn to that right now. Here at the Safe House Church, we um, do our offering by way of the Cash App. Cash App is at um, dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, that's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Eight. PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Eight. Or you can write a check or money order at Finding Fish Ministries PO Box eight six two, Summerfield, North Carolina two seven three five eight. Again, it's Finding Fish Ministries. P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Also, on today, we've asked that you would plant a seed of $52. In 52 days, we believe that God is going to do something supernatural in your life. Amen. We put these seeds forth in faith and trusting that God, by March 29th, that you're going to see something miraculous in your life. Amen. It may not be exactly what you wanted, but it's going to be exactly what you need. And we're trusting that God is going to do that, not only just for you, for all of us too, hallelujah, amen. So, so I'm just so grateful. Remember, on this week we will have um, our regular services, amen. I'm back in place. We will um, be um, have our morning um, prayer at 6 a.m. So please be there with us at 6 a.m. Amen. On each and every day, Monday through Friday, here on the Zoom, or you can go to our church website and click on that link, and it'll take you to our morning Zoom prayer. Also, be mindful on Wednesday night as we continue our study in the book of Genesis. Um, we're in the good stuff. Well, all of us are good stuff, but we're in the really good stuff to me. Um, Abraham, Abraham, we just left off with Abraham um, lying about his wife, Sarai, so that he can protect her. And then his protecting her almost causes calamity on his own family. And um, so that's where we are in that part of the study. Amen. And as we go forward, oh, man, God, just bless you all. I love you all. You all take care. But God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And I want to remind you today, you build it. Love you. Bye-bye.